Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I couldn't see it there. Like, I can't right. think of the Irish national anthem, so we're not going to do that one. <laughs> or anything by the cause, so it's going to have to be you too. <laughs> we could do... No, I don't. I don't even... What was that? Uh, the cause. Was it? Yeah. Could um... you sing what you were trying to do first? Let's Hold on for a second. What? <laughs> um, there's nothing like you and me. Uh, and I will run away. That one. I will no, run away. Da, 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 there's yeah. nothing like you and me. I don't. <laughs> you're thinking of friends. You're thinking of friends. No, right? no. The beginning of that. Have you not heard of that? Um, where run it's away. like, yeah, yeah. The big, the opening of that. Do you not know the opening? No, I do not remember this. I think maybe the radio edit says, you know what, we're going to have the course stuff and not this weird stroke that someone had in the studio just before they started playing. <laughs> I mean, it was. It, I don't have a fucking flute on me, right? But that's well, how you know what? this is going in the fucking podcast now. <laughs> there you go. It's a human flute. That's, that's later on in the song, though. It starts off with... Oh, fucking, I can't well, a bird just flew in the window. <laughs> Let's just do the can. All right. From, Why? from the beginning. Because we can, can, can. Because we can, can, can. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> what a wonderful late St. Patrick's Day it is. Why I've got we... a seven up free. It's green. I've got a Fanta free. Is it's it green? It's red. Wow, pinch for you. Um. <clears throat> Hello. I'm a cinephile, and I <laughs> take responsibility. <laughs> I'm Johnny Ellis. Offensive nature towards <laughs> Irish. I'm Johnny Ellis, and I'm moving mad. And, and you I'm are mad about partly Andrews. Irish. Offensive nature. So in fact, I've got an I. I've got. A, I've, look, I've got plenty of Irish friends. <laughs> look, look at my Irish over there. <laughs> um, it's funny because uh, are are you moving that? I am indeed moving that. Oh. Well, that's the name of the podcast in which we ask you every week after watching a motion picture if you if you're mad that you watched it or if you're mad for it. <laughs> in the parlance of a former time in which the uh, book that this film we're watching this week based on was around written slash published um, see, the 90s I, I wasn't sure <laughs> I wasn't sure if this was um, set in Ireland or if it was an Irish film but I, I've seen like tiny little bits of the trailer I don't think it's an Irish film because it's Disney so <laughs> Disney don't have a foothold in Ireland. If they did, they'd just buy the whole of Ireland because Disney does that. <laughs> thing. I mean, they filmed... They Star call Wars it Ireland. <laughs> oh, hello! I'm going to hate this Oh, episode. you are at the end of the rainbow with me! <laughs> <laughs> Not Mickey Mouse, because that seems very awkward with Irishness. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, shall we start the film? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what are we watching this week? 
This week we are on the day of release because we're pretending it's like the days where we go to the cinema and watch the blockbusters. We're watching a film we were all excited for when it was going to come out in August 2019. God, I forgot about that. Yeah, because <laughs> do you know what I did the, the day the trailer launched? What I made sure I went to for for my lunch break. I was working at the time. I went to uh, the diner. Yeah, the old place, the diner, and after tried to watch the trailer for my lunch break but the wi-fi was so bad and the connection <laughs> to the internet was so bad that it took me the entire hour lunch break to watch two minute 20 seconds trailer marvelous because you've got a shot of danger lynch with elfins <laughs> flying in a cockpit with a weird spangly green costume i thought in 2019 that would be the most offensive sight of date judy dench i would see <laughs> oh, what a journey we went on since then, everybody. Why was she offensive when she was on Graham Norton? Yeah, mm-hmm. awful. She was wearing um, a costume for time when she dances around in her knickers. <laughs> Never. How many, time, how many times have you watched your um, your purchased copy of uh, Cats in 4K? I believe is it 4K? Is it? Is it? It is in 4K, right? It can be upgraded to 4K depending on the uh, connection speed, yes. Well, I've watched it once with you, once yes. with the commentary on, once because uh, <laughs> Ian Bobbing of Film Bastards did a Patreon commentary for it. Right. And today, this very day of recording, the day that we're watching this film, the day that this film comes out, We Hate Movies, the podcast, oh, yeah. are going to launch their Catsmentary. Oh. Their premium podcast patreon special cats and terry this very fucking day it's all happening it's all the cats it's all the bill burr and then this film <laughs> and it's the five bloods oh yeah, yeah. 35 minutes long so I'm i didn't realize it was a horror until you mentioned it last night yeah it was because i looked at the runtime when i got scared <laughs> so did i when i saw artemis fell why did you... well i mean we're both quite happy about the runtime Today, of all days, yeah, but it's only an hour and 35 minutes. It's an hour because... and 35 minutes, which means, you know, 20 minutes of credits. <laughs> which means the book that I could never sit through, I would try and read it a couple of times when I was handed it by a friend's mother as a last minute gift on a birthday. <laughs> she literally ran out of the car and handed it to me. You could almost <laughs> see the receipt in my hand. Oh. <laughs> and I tried and I tried and I tried and I could never get into it. Yeah. But I was talking to yeah. people yesterday who uh, were fans of the book series, and they said the first four were really good. And you know, yeah, they were, they were about three or four years old to me at the time, so maybe yeah, it's I, eight. I spoke to someone that said the same thing, and I just yeah, I don't know. Um, but I'm I'm exactly the same as you. I I tried it multiple times. I remember in the same summer, probably um, we were oh, up in Blackpool, and I, I needed something to read as my like summer holiday book. Yeah. And I just, for the life of me, could not get into it. I think also the cover of the book, I know don't judge books by the cover, but um, the cover was so... Like, brown. Yeah, so brown, and it looks, like, dull. Yeah. At least they went to blue and green later in the series. Why would you start with, like, this yeah. Woody Brown? Yeah. By know, the way, Woody Brown, phenomenal singer. But then I had no... Um, no issue with uh, Alex Ryder, which was like the first book was green with a lightning bolt down. The first book was meant to look like someone's diary. 
but specifically a Teenage Girls Diary from the 80s. <laughs> so they had all the stickers and there's a file of facts in there. You Very strange. Really either, you? No, I didn't. Because it must have been around the same time. It was. My friends would read it. Yeah. And at that point, I would be working in the school library and watching them go to the kids' literature. And I'd be like, well, I'm young, too young, but I can actually go to the adult stuff. So uh, I'm going to read The Godfather. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna right. to take Mario Puzo to The Godfather and have a read of that. Any good? You guys, yeah, not so good. Yeah. Or you know, I'm gonna. Here's um, Isaac Asimov. You you can read your silly fun adventures. I've got contemplations about science fiction and the applications of robots and electronics and the futures of evil tech corporations. And that served me well, I think you'll find. Yeah. In the current climate of evil tech. But you missed out on Alex Ryder. So. Oh, man, I missed out on Alex Pettifor and Mickey Rook together for the first time. <laughs> and only. Well, I mean, they remade Barfly back in a bar they found once, I'm sure. <laughs> and then every night for years. Um, shall we have a, have a look at the uh, the synopsis here? Okay, on, right. Uh, I've got uh, Disney Plus up on my, my uh, screen here, my 4K TV, because it is available in 4K. I've got it up on my big TV in my living room because You're gonna watch it's this properly. A, yep, this it's is one hour thirty five minutes. It's a science fiction fantasy crime action adventure. I'm mainly <laughs> set up here because of what we're doing after this. <laughs> yes, we're going to uh, zoom each other until we can't zoom anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm, I'm so, ready. Now you notice the eye in Artemis. That's an acorn. Oh, right. oh, yeah. You noticed uh, Disney bought Fox around the time <laughs> when, like, a couple of months after this was meant to be released and they delayed it? Right. Did they delay it because they saw the acorn and they thought, right, you know what we really need for this franchise? Hmm. Scrap. <laughs> Artemis Age Fell? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it's definitive, but it could be. I'm and waiting for you to talk about him being under... Uh, and and there's a siege going on, and it's dark and and he's in the territory. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> he is wearing sunglasses though, of course. He's wearing a <laughs> black suit, black shades, black tie. His attitude seems to be—I wouldn't say black. I'd say Irish. <laughs> so I don't think he's a man in black, but he might be a man in black international, like our Lord God Liam Neeson from said film Men in Black International. Oh, Remember him I in that film? Him. He I was the bad that. guy. Spoiler alert for a film that oh, has no need for twist. I still haven't watched it. It's been on Sky for ages. I'm sure yeah, I'm it's really been on Sky for ages. You've not watched it. Do you know why? You can't are. be bothered. <laughs> um, now, Disney's Artemis Fowl, based yeah. on the beloved book by Eui Colfer. Um, Who? Oh, it's, it's an Irish name. You wouldn't be able to... You wouldn't be able to... Like, Sorry, can, I, can, I pronounce, can I try and pronounce it for you? Yeah. Eui Colfer! <laughs> I can do Irish accents. I'm from the island. Yeah, you sound like you're from fucking Twin Peaks. Yeah, I'm um, <laughs> it's me. I'm an Irishman. That gum you Catholic. like to back into style. Um, what? Is, so, uh, based Respect on the Protestant. Is a fantastical spellbinding adventure that follows the journey of the twelve-year-old genius. Sorry, can we get can we get, can we get uh, a critic cited on fantastical spellbinding, please? Because <laughs> I can't trust this. Yeah, a, a descendant 
of a decadence. Uh, <laughs> decadence, sorry, of a long line of criminal masked termines. Now, Mast, Criminal Masterminds is the sequel to the hit film Mastermind, starring Zach Galifianakis and Jason Stakus, which destroyed Revolution Studios, right? <laughs> As he seeks to find his father, who has mysteriously disappeared. Isn't this... I've seen this Disney film. Yeah. Zach's father who's disappeared. Is the father mm. played by Chris Payne? Well, suge- the first thing on the suggested list is A Wrinkle in Time. Yes. Right down there. So that's a good start. It's good to know that it's like a wrinkle in time. How long was a wrinkle in time? Uh, two hours? Let's find out. I can watch that in 4K. How good? Hour and 51 minutes. Unforgivably, hour and 51 long, tedious minutes. So this is, you know, it's got 16 minutes on it. Oh, I'm looking at details, and it's given me a much bigger... Uh, well, the interesting thing is, you know, they... Uh, they reshot the film. They reshot scenes to add the father character deeper in and cast someone else in there. Oh, that right. wasn't there originally when it was planned to be released back in last year. Huh. Yeah. And now it's part of the key part of the art working campaign, despite obviously not being in much of it, because how could you then reshoot the whole film? Interesting. Um, mm. And I'll say, if you're going to cast an Irish person, it's a decent choice. Do you think we're going to like this? Wouldn't we I really think we're going to chuckle um... at the ineptitude of this film because given the fact that uh, I did see that at one point Judy Dench screams in her Irish accent, get the four-leaf clover out of here. No way. I've not even properly watched the trailers or anything. Apparently. I, I, and Josh Gad doing Josh Gad stuff. I think this is going to be a train wreck that really was smart to avoid cinemas and I'm kind of Interesting to see if I'd be disappointed that I didn't get to see it in the 3D in the cinema. Uh, yeah. Big screen with everyone there. Now, can we talk briefly about Kenneth Branagh's run-up to this? Right. Okay. So he, he did Thor. He did Thor. Remember at the uh, turn of that, the decade? That wasn't his first, was it? No, oh, no, 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 no. What else has he done since? Everything before? from Henry V onwards. Much to um, Hamlet. Let's, what what was he done since Thor? All right, so he did Thor, and did Cinderella. Oh gosh! Yeah. So he ushered in a big part of the Marvel universe, and then he ushered in a big part of the modern day Disney remaking. Yeah, that was the first, wasn't it? He also did, I believe it was between those two, Jack Ryan Shadow. Recruit. Yep. So he yep. ushered in the concept of. Kevin Costner is, I guess, popping up in things. Um, uh, what else did he usher in? Um, he ushered in Murder on the Orient. Oh my god, he ushered in the first um, of the new... What's his name? Poirot. Poirot. No, he ushered in the, the concept of... Johnny Depp's in this film, but don't worry, he dies in it really early on. And that's the point of the film franchise. <laughs> It's it's a franchise that hasn't really gone forward, but I'm hoping it's going to stick. You know, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. If you remember back in the day, he did play Dead Man, so <laughs> it it's been a long time coming for Johnny Depp. And then after that, what did he do? What did Kenneth Branagh do between? All is true. All is true. And what is all is true? Uh, Shakespeare, isn't it? Is it Shakespeare? Who wrote it? Shakespeare, didn't he? Who wrote All is True? Ben Elton. Ben Elton. Now, what else did Ben Elton write about Shakespeare recently? 
know. Upstart Crow, you say? Did he? The oh. David Mitchell sitcom where David Mitchell plays Shakespeare. So simultaneously, he was like, I want to do this sitcom, but also I want to do a drama about him and Anne Hathaway kind of growing old and dying. And Kenneth Branagh plays Shakespeare, but also Judy Dench plays Anne Hathaway. And, they, you know, they, so they've totally been fucking, which mm. is weird considering, you know, how they look. Why don't, um, why don't they get Anne Hathaway to play Anne Hathaway? Now, th- I on the credits with... it says she plays Anne Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll talk to you off the air about that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, now, if he so if Artemis Fowl had come out originally, mm-hmm. he would have had films out in 2017, 18, and 19. Yep. Yeah, That's he was true. doing a pretty quick success. Although technically, All Is True came out in 2019. Oh, yeah. All Is True oh, came oh, out oh, last right. January. And Death February. on Nile is his next one. Yeah. Expected 9th of October this year. Yeah, mm. exactly. That we I always I was thinking oh so Death of the Nile was next and then Artemis Fowl was coming up I was like, oh so you're doing that and you got a couple of years to Death of the Nile I was like then then it was like, nope Death of the Nile was also happening he's pretty much done with Artemis Fowl don't worry he secretly managed to complete that which meant it was definitely going to be good if you've managed to do it secretly and quickly has has a sequel to uh, Artemis Fowl been um I do not believe so we will do find you think out it will be. This weekend, if it does numbers, they might go, you know what, it did so well, we'll just keep going and we'll make them Disney Plus exclusives because why not? We've got billions to burn and we're only giving a small amount to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. We don't care much about the Black Lives, Black community, but we do care about the Irish community. To be sure. putting Judy Dench in a green costume with elf ears and piloting some sort of spaceship. (laughs) Which is as Irish as it gets, let's face it. Uh, yeah, I've got no idea what the uh, what world this is going to be like, you know. I've Ireland. Had... Yeah. <laughs> Set in Ireland. I... He does look super suave and cool. He looks like a young James Bond. Does he? Yeah, with the suit and everything. Um... What James Bond has worn a suit like that? Are you talking Pierce? Yeah. Is this an Irish connection again? Yes. Exactly. Okay. Well, then he looks like a young Pierce Brosnan in Mamma Mia, whoever character he is. I can't remember. No, we've seen a young Pierce Brosnan. We've seen two young Pierce Brosnans in that. Okay, a younger Pierce Um, He looks like a young guy from Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Baby Remington Steele. I don't... I don't know what to think about this. Well, what do you, do you think it's gonna? Do you think it's gonna go by quickly or for an hour and a half film? Um, I I will note that uh, I did see someone who said that he had to rewind scenes three or four times to try and make sense of them, and still couldn't. Oh, wonderful! So uh, this could be completely incomprehensible garbage. What time did this come out? Because I did have a look at midnight, but um, it wasn't out at midnight. Yeah. It was certainly up when I woke up about uh, ten o'clock. All it right. was on the system. So I'm guessing eight o'clock. Oh, and he's just been sat here rocking back and forth, waiting for one between that we could... and Staten Island into Five Bloods. Yeah, it's a big day. Yeah, I, I have an iPad, my computer, and my TV up ready so I can watch them all simultaneously. <laughs> and then Everest for family on my phone because you know it's animation. Wow. It doesn't matter much. <laughs> it's basically just like a, a drawn podcast, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm saying nothing. 
And what do you want to say? I, I want to slap you, but... <laughs> oh, Johnny, I wish you could slap me right now. Oh, me too. Remember when we would go to the cinema and you would slap me in the face because I would say something negative about Bill Burr? Yep. Do you? Yes, so I would never I say anything too negative about Bill Burr. I wouldn't hurt you like that. <laughs> I would quietly on the side say, yeah, but you know. Have you ever listened to his podcast? No. No? Oh. We've never given it a try. It's, it's, it's nice. It's just nice background. I can't. Noise. I've got so... I've got... There are almost 300 episodes of the Jimmy Pardo's Never Not Funny podcast I've still got to listen to. Oh, wow. I've got eight episodes of the Deakins podcast stacking up. They released two episodes of Scrubs podcast this week, which were an hour and 45 minutes each. Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, it's just... And empowering. what about the... Uh, are, you, are you part of the Kevin Smith fan club? Nope. No? Why would I ever have been? Have you seen that? <laughs> he's, uh, he's got his own fan club thing where you can get all the old uh, podcasts from like... What? You know, 10, 15 years ago. The what? Smodcasts. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're all like backlogged and you can listen to them. Oh, I'm all. sure he's been backlogged many times. <laughs> oh. He's healthy now. He's a vegan. Um, Doesn't stop you. <laughs> um, but the uh, Hollywood Babylon podcast, uh, they don't have on the Kevin Smith fan club because he's gifted that to Ralph Garman. Isn't that nice? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Now it's part of Ralph I'm Garman's. not sure Ralph Garman wants to listen to old episodes of him talking. Maybe you should, you know, set it off. Well, he's selling it as part of his... Um, part oh, of right, he's giving Ralph away. Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, different entirely. I just imagine. Yeah, so you, you, know, so you pay for... Um, a USB for with a nice bow on it saying, for you, <laughs> only you, love Kev. No one else. Yeah, of course. No, it's it's iris and uh, fingerprint and facial recognition and vocal recognition protected. <laughs> and then there's password, which is Batman Forever. <laughs> um, I don't know where to go with this, but um, Artemis Fowl. This is a podcast about Artemis Fowl. It is indeed. Shall we watch Artemis Fowl? And yeah, I guess we can have to so get through watching Artemis Fowl. Yeah. Which is given a 12 plus, but I'm betting it's a PG movie. Yeah. The first scene we see Josh Gad taking his shit. But it's three mm. shits. It turns out it's Olaf. It's Poop Olaf. Poop Olaf. Oh. <laughs> mm. He wants hugs as well, I tell you that much. Uh, Irish. Irish things. To be sure. We want to know everything about the man you work for. The man? Oh, oh no. This isn't about the father. This is about the son, Artemis Fowl. You've grown strong, son. And smarter than I ever imagined. Then take me with you. You're all I have now, Artie. There's just one very important thing I have to do. Authorities launched a worldwide manhunt for the famous collector. He is suspected to have been behind some of the biggest robberies ever. Dad! Hello? Your family has taken something of great value from us. Return it to me or I will destroy everything you love. You weren't supposed to see this yet. 
Your father is in a complicated profession. For years, he has protected powerful secrets that have kept mankind safe from the dangers of another world. It's time to face your destiny. Now look around, this is what they call greatness. But we are not alone in this. Mulch Diggums, just a talented giant dwarf. And I'm Holly Short, your ally on the other side. It's real. All right. Save my father, save the world. Whole team ready, tell them we are dead. Scared, Artemis? I'm first scared to dead. An army is coming. I'm the next criminal mastermind. Now look around, this is what they call greatness. I didn't read much on trolls. Anything I should look out for? The teeth. They eat people. Good to know. Oh, Artemis Fowl. Oh, I was kind of hoping we'd get uh you know we'd we'd go into this and and end up actually going oh this is quite good oh that's fun silly it chucks us in there and it doesn't really explain anything just like no it doesn't and it doesn't expect you to understand either i don't believe i can't believe it could ever expect you to understand um it's just here's things yeah. Like a nature documentary without any voiceover. Except this one has voiceover. And it definitely has voiceover. Yeah, it's me, it Olaf. Hi. Everyone's been so gruff. And, like him and Judy Dench are both like... Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's Hang Zhao doing this as well. Everyone's got the gruff. I just... Oh, that was um such a waste of time. Who was Artemis Fowl? Um, Colin Fowl. Yes. Who was yes. Artemis Fowl Jr.? Is a whole different question. Well, we know Artemis Fowl Jr. is, according to himself, at the end of the film, a criminal mastermind. Yes. <laughs> Two things he did do in this thing film: anything criminal, anything smart enough. There One were thing moments. He did do, wear a suit. Yeah, I thought the suit was gonna like do something. You know. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a reason for the suit. He'd suit up for the third act for a big final heist or in, you know break in or something. Yeah, but I that would imply you know going, going to a second set. Yeah, that's the. Th- I just... it, is, um, it opens up on foul manner and it stays on foul manner the entire fouling film. <laughs> there were a couple of moments where I thought, oh, this is kind of getting a bit interesting with the oh, whole kind of. There were, like, as he was setting up, like, this is where I want all these fairies to be. Um, and he, he's essentially trapping them and stuff. And, and he gets them to, he's like a step ahead of them. He wants them to get Josh Gad into the scene. Yeah. Because he's Cause got we plans. All want... oh, Dugger. And I, those, those couple of little moments, I was mm. like, okay, it's kind of interesting that he knows what he's doing and, like, this has got gonna, dominoes. Yeah. And it's all going to come into play and, you know. Yeah, but, it was. But they just don't let us in on it. Nope. 
he's actively devoid of any connection to the audience throughout. He is this blank mystery, this question mark, who knows what he's doing, I guess, but won't let us in, so we can't be enjoying part of anything. We just have to witness it going on. Um, see, how, what happens in terms of... How do they get a sequel? Like, how do they decide upon a sequel? Because I think a lot of people are going to watch this over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. For and, curiosity's uh, sake, more than anything. That might do it, because numbers are numbers. But don't forget that's how box office works as well. Films that are yeah, rubbish but I think, make a lot of I money think... first couple of weekends. And they're like, well, look, it made a lot of money, even if review, reviews are one thing. Other people like it, you know, and thus you end up getting a second Now You See Me. But I think... <laughs> I think in terms of um, of streaming, yeah, it's it's so much easier for people to you know. Um, yes. So I think this would be more successful than what it was gonna be in the cinema. Absolutely, hundred percent. So there's gonna be a sequel. It, it depends on if they're willing to spend money on the idea of doing another one, and if they can get the cast back together. Yeah. Because otherwise they're going to just do a Disney-style knockoff second film, which then will just exist on Disney Plus in a way that even Ness could care about. Yeah. Swap um, out uh, Judy Dench with, I don't know, who's worse than Judy Dench? Meryl Streep. <laughs> um, you get rid of Colin Farrell. Obviously you can't go back. He turns into Johnny Depp. That's, just, that's always going to happen. The second yeah, film. needs to sort that out. Um, third year Shaw becomes. Ooh. How do you remember his name? Because <laughs> I had to look up to see if he'd done anything else. And uh, he'd done one thing, which was Entertainment Weekly. Is he Irish? Uh, he d- it didn't say that on IMDb. That's one right. of the things I was trying to look for. It wouldn't even confirm his Irishness. I mean, his name is Third year Shaw. Third year. Third year does sound like an it Irish sounds name, like but... It sounds, you know, almost as much as Patrick McBlarney. <laughs> if you're going to we go that deep, saying his Irish accent is just yeah. As we were saying, you know, it's like Lee Pace is somehow American, <laughs> but his American accent sounds fake. Charlie Hunnam is Geordie, and sometimes his Geordie doesn't <laughs> sound correct. And Ferdia Shaw's Irish accent is questionable, which means what is his voice <laughs> when you when you can't speak correctly in your own accent? What are you? Yeah, maybe we should, maybe we should watch the extras to see what it's <laughs> Hello what it there. Sounds like. My name is Artemis Fail. <laughs> oh man. Um Oh man. I just I'm glad I didn't trek to the cinema to see that. You're glad you didn't watch it alone. <laughs> <laughs> remember remember when the, the, the butler character, surname Butler, had a daughter? Remember and when, when he, had blue and eyes when he was injured, no life-threatening, she was fobbed off to check phones. <laughs> <laughs> the other two have an emotional scene. The, the fairy and the fowl who owns this butler, it seems, by the way they're treating him. If you had somehow, if you'd somehow like, missed the little line where it says he's got a daughter and this is his daughter. You would just think of random girls wandering around the manor. Yeah, you'd just think, oh, it's a friend of Artemis's for some reason. Yeah, a friend who has one moment with him in which they're trying to discuss a fairy who they have in a box right next to them. Why does he have blue eyes? Why does the butler have blue eyes? 
I don't know. Like, if if the daughter turns into the butler, like, you know, takes on the family mantle, um, will she have blue eyes? eyes? Are they blue-eyed butlers? Is that a term? I I don't know. And again, it's uh, it's Artemis Fowl. It's all Irish stuff. Why isn't it green eyes? Just go for that level. Yeah. Go straight for the whole Blarney. I'm going to use the word Blarney a lot because this whole thing is... One tiny thing that bugged me a bit, and it happens in lots of films. Was it 95 um, minutes long this one time? <laughs> um, <laughs> was when they get the uh, the aculus, which is never truly explained. Yes, um, this magic device, this uh, magic MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Um, when they get it, and uh, he said, oh, the fairies can't know that we have this. And Josh Gad goes, oh, well, they already oh, do. They already do. And then it cuts and you see them looking at the screen and the screen is the screen is a perfect shot of the acorn. It's like like fuck he is looking at Despite like the fact that. that Josh Gad has just turned his head sideways yeah. and open up his eyelid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those little things annoy me sometimes. And, and but, again, um... the, the whole thing is structured around Josh Gad's being taken into custody, he's being uh, interrogated on the Thames Estuary in a stronghold. Yeah, see, you had a great idea. And the interrogation is done through the cameras and Kenneth Branagh's on the other side interrogating him. And whilst the cameras are clearly showed as digital, small little things, when you watch the footage of Josh Gad, you see film grain all over it. <laughs> it is shot on film. Why is it in black and white? It's all in black and white. It's, like, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's in this grayscale black and white thing because, of course, they were meant to be like, oh, it's cheap digital cameras they put up for this purpose. But they have film grain. J- you can and you can't. You can and <laughs> you can't, Kenny. Um, um, just... <laughs> don't even know. It's... Spend five minutes setting up the fairy world underground. You think, okay, well, that's at least whether maybe the second half of the second act, they're going to have to go there to do something first before they come back to something. That's going to be the second setting. And maybe no. the maybe Italy where they have this troll thing early on. We're going to come back to that as well. No. Nothing. Oh, Entirely set on this house by the cliff with a lighthouse. And a very strange lighthouse keeper who seems to be asking about beans. <laughs> and get me Spider-Man, he kept saying. <sighs> and he got in a costume. He looked a lot like a fairy, but he had a mask over him. So his social distancing was clever. <laughs> he was like, ha ha, I got a wingsuit. I just... um. I wasn't expecting it to be this bad because I've always heard about Artemis Fowl and I thought, well, all right, fine, I can't get into it, but it must be popular. Yeah, it must. there must be a reason why it's popular. Maybe if they made a film version like Harry Potter, we can understand. Yes. Because someone would do the justice that they see in the book creatively on screen and we can understand their perspective of it. Exactly. Honestly, I was thinking maybe after this, I will dip back into the books. Yeah, I'll you start to get through it. I did that during the film. I was looking at the ebook just to. I, I, I was curious to see if it, if the ebook was available on my library thing, um, and then I just started flicking through the book. Yeah, my idea. Um, and and I said the book starts off in what was it Ho, Ho Chi Minh? Yeah, city? in Hongqiao City. Um, but this doesn't have any of that. Um. And, no, and again, the, this has Italy for one page, He says something about, oh, let's hope it's not like Cairo again. 
And it's like, oh, something happened in Cairo. And it's already setting up this whole thing of, oh, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of this, but I, it does it, I think it, I feel like it does it a bit better than the film. Yeah. Well, um, you can't do it worse than the film. That's, that's I mean, the film starts of... off with news. Yeah, it starts <laughs> oh off my God. with broadcasts. Because... Various different news outlets broadcasting. <laughs> Let's talk about the fact that Arsenal Sal Jr., is looking at the TV, watching the news about his father going missing. Mm-hmm. Who apparently With a picture no one knew of his about. Father. Who, who no one knew about, apparently. He was this big billionaire or whatever. Yeah, a lot of um, money. And no one knew who he was until now he's gone missing. Now and now people... confirmed that he heisted from the Louvre yeah. from the Hermitage. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also... It's Place in Ireland. Place in Ireland. It's the final <laughs> one. And... Finally, after that, with his picture being on screen for the entire news <laughs> after a minute of this, Artemis finally realises and drops a bottle of milk he's going to drink. That's me, Pa. Oh, no. It's him. It's not just Colin Farrell's gone missing. It's his father, it. who looks a lot like Colin Farrell. <laughs> I told it. He had milk in his hand. And I was like, he's going to drop that fucking milk. Well, that's because you understand the concept of quality cinema. <laughs> oh, yes. Which is what oh, Kevin Brannock does. It's so strange because Kenneth Branagh managed to do Thor really well. Like, you know, he, yeah, he introduced really us to this well. world. Um, and now, he, made, like, hold a second. he made it palatable. Yeah, but do you remember how many places they go to in Thor? There are quite a few, aren't there? There are quite a few. There is Thor World. Mm. Ice Giant World. Briefly, Frozen Giant World. Frozen Giant World, yep. Which is basically the Italy of Thor. <laughs> and of Mid- course, they go to... Midgard. Foul Manor. <laughs> yeah, the small town. That yeah. small town. They have three locations, again. <sighs> Kenneth Branagh's a cheap bastard. <laughs> so cheap. Have you ever seen Sleuth? No, I did spot that like, you've done Sleuth. Rickle. I went. I think that was one of the first premieres I went to. Went to go and see the film. No, no, I didn't go to see the film. I was it was first one I went to where it was like, you know, stood outside trying to get the autographs of Did you get all the actors? Probably, I can't even remember. Um I remember it was raining. It's fucking freezing. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Sleuth is one location. (laughs) I mean, this is my dream. It's basically theatre without having to perform to those peons I don't care about. (laughs) Humans, puh. And then he rang up Dame Jude and was like, humans, eh? And he could she go, pa, pa. Do you think... <laughs> they hate humans. I mean... <laughs> Do you think you'll be, you'll be uh, convinced to come and see the second one? The I'm... second Artemis Fowl? I'm sorry, where would I be going to? It'll be uh, released on Disney Plus. Be... <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, that's being unlocked from the vault. But do, do, you think, do you think you'll be convinced to, to watch Artemis Fowl 2? Oh, as long as Fergie's back, of course. <laughs> I like uh, I like someone with strong personality. Oh my god, he's just yeah. such a dull boy. Well, all all foul and no play. <laughs> like <Well>. Fergie, <laughs> it's not fair. Maybe he's a nice person, but the script isn't good, and he's not given anything to perform with. Oh, hey, this is one of those rare moments I get to ask you as well. Um, hey. 
Are you mad? Sorry, you watch? mad. Did you watch? <laughs> Shall we answer together? Yes. One, two, two three. three. Yes. No. You're not mad? No. I mean, we could have been watching King of Staten Island instead. We've been doing a lot of things. It was it was nice to remind myself of the bad parts of cinema. That's true. Yeah, it did feel it was like, like when one I of those... watched The Lovebirds with my parents the other week because it was like, oh, we got a new film to watch finally. Let's still let's make this the evening. Yeah. And then twenty minutes in, it was like, I have <laughs> fucked up tremendously. Yeah, it and there's did... still an hour left. It did make me miss the days when I would go to the cinema. And, you know, I would have seen Staten Island first. Yeah. And then gone to see this and be like, oh, God. Well, at least I saw Staten Island because I know that's going to be good. Yeah. And then, right. you, then, then I'd be planning, you know, when am I going to next see the Staten Island? Yes. Because obviously, yeah, I, obviously I'm, I'm, I probably would have gone to see Wonder Woman again at that point as well. It did. Because it had been it a week since me... Wonder Woman and maybe see... Um, Bond again. <laughs> That's the thing. I would have seen Bond a couple of times at this point. Yeah. And I'd have seen Fast and Furious a couple of times at this point. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Maybe I'd be like, oh, well, Black Widow's still there. Maybe I'll give that a second try as well. Because I'm a big fan of Taskmaster. So maybe. <laughs> I, I just didn't get the fact that he was played by someone else this time. It felt weird. <laughs> I, my Taskmaster in my heart is Reggie Watts. <laughs> have you ever seen those? I. Are they available anywhere to watch? They are not available anywhere. I would watch them as they came to, from America pretty quickly. Because they would do, they did two every week. They decided oh, right. to just do, burn off the episodes quickly yeah. in Comedy Central America. <laughs> and they were funny. They were funny. <laughs> they were. They, have, they had a mansion. They had a Taskmaster mansion. They had a oh. pool and everything. It was really nice and pleasant. Oh, it's really sweet. I think Ron Funches was in it. I like um, Ron Funches. He's lovely. But yeah, this it feels like this... Um, I would have seen this at West India Key, not at the O2. <laughs> That's the thing. You know if, they, I mean? if they would have released this in the 3D 4DX, I would have probably ended up going to see 4DX. It's like, oh. well, you know what? Foul it. I <laughs> need to see Judy Dench as an elf creature, an Irish elf creature. <laughs> so that would be my impetus. Oh, man. Um, I've seen worse things for Judy Dench this year. But you're not you're not mad that you watched this movie. No, I'm not mad. I I kind of accept its awfulness and just feel like I mean this was inept in every way, but that's what blockbuster cinema is. But you're I'm, you're you're not movie mad, surely. Oh God no! Oh fuck <laughs> that! I just don't have anger towards them. I just I have the sadness and reminder of block of what major Hollywood cinema ends up being, which is empty. And broken and disproportionate to what quality writing would be and directing and coherence. I just, um... but, you know, it, it was an hour and 28 minutes before the credits. It was. That is it was swift. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Even though nothing happened and they kept unhooking Josh <sighs> Gad's jaw and yet yeah, even so, weird thing. stop speaking like this, like it was wired shut. Makes no sense. I just... He should be speaking like this the entire time. Just gabbing away. Gadding away. <laughs> anyway, it's a film that steals from Jupiter Ascending, Guardians of the Galaxy in equal measure. That's where we're and, at with Disney. 
Yeah. And you know what? It's going to be on Disney Plus, and I think it's going to be one of those films that, like, in a year or two's time, I'm going to be like, oh, maybe I should give it another try. I think you watch 10 minutes to go, I remember why. Yeah. I remember why. We yeah. didn't continue. Arthur Most Foul. How many books are there? Look this up. How many books are in the Artemis film? Six. Considering there's 12 Alex Ryder books. Right. How many books in Artemis film? Uh, Whoa! How many did you say? I said six. (laughs) I'm just making sure. 108. Series overview. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh, eight. Lost. Uh, oh, uh, wait. Uh, okay, these are uh, graphic novel and short stories. So there's well, they don't eight. count. There's eight. Yeah. Because when off. I first Googled, the like official answer came back as 16. And I was like, fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> Get the four-leaf clover out of here. Last one was in 2012 when the world ended. Well, Disney Plus UK have just tweeted, you know, your weekend adventure waits exclusively. <laughs> Plus, an older episode of It's a Dog's Life and Disney Gallery The Mandalorian. So, if you really can't take Artemis Fowl, and you shouldn't, those are other I options. Wanna kinda, that I want to watch uh, Disney Galleries just for Bill Burr's episode. <laughs> Hey, it's me, Ferdia Shaw. Sorry. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> Goodness. Um, fucked up. We've all fucked up. Well, when are they going to release a commentary? Yeah, that's what I was. I was wondering if they were going to do a commentary with it. Yeah. But... I want to see Kenneth Branagh and Judy Dench zooming one another whilst talking over the film, <laughs> and speaking <laughs> of the regrets of cinema. <laughs> uh, forming in front of those horrible people they don't like puh, puh. what's uh, Judy Dench going to do next she went from cats to this yeah she's her ears are growing exponentially <laughs> so obviously they're going to be a second Dumbo <laughs> Denchbo oh, oh, you see it and Colin Farrell gets to work with her again <sighs> oh, wow. I remember Dumbo <laughs> a month later that it came out I was like at the end of the run I decided to go and see it yeah Eva Green's in that she's good yeah she's good well hey um, where can we find you uh, uh, Green. to, to uh, discuss Artemis Fowl theories um, you can find me at uh, www.artemisfowl.com forward slash foul manor <laughs> forward slash Italian wedding troll fight. What do we think the address of Foul Manor is? Uh, is it one, on Foul Road? One Foul Island yeah. by the looks of it. Yeah. Kendo Lane. <laughs> Butlerville. <laughs> they built their manor on the house that the butlers owned. I can't believe I wasted an hour and a half on that. I was here too. I know, but still, we could have Spent time doing something better. What can we do that's better than watching children try and act? 
Um, you can find me. Thanks for asking. At I didn't finish my. Mad. I didn't finish my plugs. That's why. <laughs> I'm also on Twitter at Ethan Runt. Where can we find you, Johnny Ellis at movie underscore mad? At movie underscore mad on oh, that Twitter and Instagram. Um, yes. Before you, you ask, still not movie underscore mad. Are you movie underscore mad? That is our Twitter. Yes. And we're also on Facebook. They tried to take us down, but we came back strong. And by yeah. that we post. Um. <laughs> Go about that. God, never forget. It was the That's worst injustice to happen to any kind of marginalised people this year. Oh, yeah. It's been a very quiet year so far, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a good year. <laughs> and a good year. Everything's going swell. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Yes, indeed they do. That's, it, I, it astounds me. That it's even a topic of discussion. That there can be an opposing side is sickening. Yeah. And if you're on that opposing side, fuck off. Yes. Quite frankly, can't. fuck off and watch Artemis Fowl for the rest of your life. Yes, please. Because that's that's the kind of film you deserve. <laughs> totally is. Yeah. Um. Next week. Well, yeah. Next week. What are we doing next week? Next week, I think... We're in, like, take... 20 minutes as we record. I can't I wait. We're going to go from one island to another. Ah. I think uh, we're going to take a trip somewhere big. Ooh, Artemis Fowl 2. Jesus, don't spoil this. Artemis well, Fowler. I don't think that's even going to be the title. <laughs> Electric Wiggly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for next week's film. Well, you're going to have to. You're going to have to wait, I would say, a week. Oh, yes, an entire week. But, okay, right, less however long this episode actually ends up being, because then it's midnight when it uh, unlocks. Yeah, true. So, you know, mathematician-wise, less than <laughs> a week. You've got less than a week. Well, until then, I suppose. Yeah, until then, we're going to sit and watch Disney Plus for the rest of our lives. And... Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch the deleted scenes. I've got, I've got, I've got some forkies to catch up on. There's, um... 102 Dalmatians is recommended for me. Oh, really? How <laughs> I don't know. I wonder why. <sighs> and Aladdin and Rise of Skywalker and Tangled and Frozen. God, remember when they mentioned that, uh, Josh Gad mentions that uh, David Bowie was technically a fairy leprechaun thing? <sighs> so they better, the humans better not find out that he actually was one of you. Oh my God. That was a thing. Thanks, Kenneth Branagh. Thanks for nothing. Fuck you, Kenneth Banner. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com. <laughs>